I'm Vince. I'm one of the pastors here. This is uh, Kezia and Angela and our Ginny as well here and uh, some others over here too. Welcome to our <laughs> Kids Welcome Carol service. Oh yeah, there's one more over there too. Yeah, that's right. Um, we are going to start our time with an opening carol. Uh, let me pray for us as we get going this morning. All right. God, I pray that you would help all of us wherever we are take a deep breath and find ourselves believing that love is at the center of all things, even if that feels hard, even if despair speaks louder in our lives or in the world as we see it. But help us to see that there is hope in there's hope in the birth of a child and that that is a very different power that we we usually talk about in our world that there is hope and there is power in the birth of a child and so we look to you god as you came to us and showed us what you're like in jesus this morning i pray that as we sing together and as we read again the christmas story that you would make it new and alive to us amen
Uh, welcome, everyone. I want to wish you a um, Merry Christmas. Thanks for joining us, um, whether you're new here or you're a regular. Um, I'm Jen Colburn, and I will be your friendly moderator today uh, on your Zoom chat or Facebook comment section, wherever you're watching us. Um, so, so glad you joined us today. Uh, this is a really uh, special time of year. It's a little, not a little different very different, um, but we're glad we can meet virtually this way. Uh, and uh, hopefully we have some new faces watching us as well. Um, so we are Brownline Church. We are both a local and online community. We are based in Chicago, but in this time we have come to draw many beyond Chicago each Sunday. We started this church as a place uh, for people to grow spiritually in particular, people who are more comfortable in progressive or secular settings rather than religious settings. So people who didn't grow up in church or people who um, had to leave maybe a toxic or highly religious environment. So um, our community, um, we're just like most people after a deep, full life. Um, we're beyond self-centeredness. Uh, we're resisting injustice in the status quo and resilient in suffering and struggle. And our guide here is Jesus, especially today. Um, and there are religious settings that present faith in Jesus as an exclusive or boundary drawing thing that tears us apart. But our experience is completely different. For us, following Jesus and spiritual growth grounded in the biblical tradition has always made us more inclusive and uh, never more closed off, just opening that circle. So like I said, today is a different service than usual for us. And this is one of our favorites of the year. So this is our own take on the traditional Anglican lessons and carols Christmas service. It might be a little bit more formal for those of you who have been joining us uh, every Sunday, um, a little less freeform. We're gonna be a little more structured today. Our readers and our musicians will take turns on camera. The very cool aspect of having this uh, Zoom, you know, being able to have different people participate. And then we'll hear a brief reflection, a couple announcements, and close up our time together. So as I mentioned, I'm going to be in the chat, wishing you a Merry Christmas, being obnoxious with Christmas cheer, uh, and just making sure everybody has what they need. So feel free to shoot me a message or a comment if you need anything. And uh, I'm going to pass it back to Vince, Kezi, and Angela. It was beautiful. Um, I'm excited to hear more as we begin this year's Christmas Carol service. Great to see you all. Thanks.
as Angela lights our uh, 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 Advent candles, we will uh, together sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And even though it is Christmas Eve and technically we shouldn't write, uh, light our middle candle yet, the Christ candle, we're going to pretend it's Christmas and light the all uh, five candles on our wreaths today. Rejoice, rejoice, 
Emmanuel shall come to thee, O From the Old Testament prophet Isaiah, chapter 9. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and for his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The Gospel of Luke, Chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy he will be called son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, here I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. From St. Luke's gospel chapter two. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went to the, from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
Again, from St. Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see the thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what they told about what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. From St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 2. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, or asking, where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people. He inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out 
and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Thank you. 
Merry Christmas. Wow. They, I don't know about y'all, but I, I, I think I needed this. Um, so, so grateful to all of you for joining us on our very first Christmas Eve service. So we've done the carol service every year, but this is our first time doing it on Christmas Eve. Um, and just really, really grateful. I feel like this year, even more so than other years, uh, this service has a meaning in me because there's so many other ways that I would have marked so many other ways that I would have thought of how this year, uh, this time of year is being celebrated. This time of year is marked in my heart. And so to have this piece to me, hopefully it feels that way for you. I don't get to go to the Chris Kringle market downtown. I don't get to have awkward office parties uh, at this time of the year. There's so many things that I'm missing out on, but to have this feels incredibly meaningful to me. And so thank you all for being here. Um, but just to say that this, loss of tradition that we're feeling this year is not the only reason why I am finding a reflection on Jesus's birth so helpful. You see, God did not choose to come to humanity in the form of some powerful ruler or mighty warrior. I, I can guarantee it if it was up to me, which we are all thankful it was not. I would have come as a knight riding on a stallion of some sort down from heaven, announcing my majesty for all to see. Or in his context, I at the very least would have been born a Roman. So I could rise into power and carry out my will on earth through mandates and laws and power. And that is because of the, the parts in me that just don't see in the way that God sees. Because God did not come that way. God did not come through those means. The all-powerful God came in the form of a helpless child, born in a manger, far from home, to a poor and socially disgraced mother, born into a family that was a religious minority living under the rule of empirical power, and then brought about his will on earth by teaching love, forgiveness, care for our neighbors, by living it out through healing the sick, caring for the poor and embracing the outsider and ultimately culminating in the greatest act of self-sacrificial love. And it's in a year like this one, y'all, it is in a year like this that I am so particularly grateful that Jesus did step into humanity in this way. For rather than living a life of power and privilege, a life removed, he lived a life familiar with struggle and suffering, familiar with loneliness and betrayal. And so this Christmas 2020, in the midst of a pandemic, in a year where the injustices and inequities of our society were so laid bare, I rejoice. I rejoice that we have a God who is with us who is not indifferent or unaware of the challenges and the sufferings we walk through, but a God who walked through it himself, a God who cries with us as only one who has also experienced loss cries with us, a God who offers hope in life from a place that has walked through death, a place, a God who offers healing from a position that has experienced wounding, and so I pray this Christmas Eve that you feel our Lord Jesus draw close to you in whatever context you're in right now, wherever you are in the midst of whatever pains or joys you walk into the end of this year with, 
that tonight we can celebrate Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord knows in a year of isolation, we need a God that is with us. And so Jesus, I pray that tonight on this Christmas Eve, that every ounce of majesty and wonder and excitement and all of the things that this season at its best brings out of us, I pray that you would ignite that right now. And all of the pieces of loneliness, all the pieces of struggle, all of the pieces of hopes that have gone unmet, that you as a God who has walked through a life of suffering would be with us and offer us the healing, the consolation, and the hope that comes from a God of love. Pray that in your name, Jesus. Amen. So glad uh, to have had all of you uh, for our carol service this year. First virtual take uh, at our carol service. Uh, can we give some shout outs to everybody who helped make this happen? To Jen Colburn for setting the stage for us and moderating. Yeah, Jen. For our readers, Alicia Crittenden, Heather Fortier, Thaddeus Looper, Linda Kim, Trey and Lily Fratt, Abby Egger, Kagan, Kibalio, Kyle for our reflection and our pr and praying over us. Everyone who contributed to our Silent Night collaboration, I have the names here. John Vasquez, Rebecca Janvrin, Brittany King, Jen Colburn, Kezia Brackett, Angela Rack, Elizabeth Bertrand, Isaac Taylor, and the incredible and generous Rob Erickson for editing for us. A big hand for all these people. Thank you all so much. That was so fun to see that come together. And of course, Angela and Kezia for joining me uh, for uh, our live music today. Uh, man, it's so great to have so many awesome people uh, pool their uh, talents and resources to make uh, a service like this happen, even as we're not all in the same room today. Uh, if you uh, are newer with us, I do want to just do uh, some quick uh, announcements just to help uh, anybody who would like to connect further. Uh, I, we're going to drop in the chat or in the Facebook comment section a link that you can follow. It just says brownlinechurch.org connect. And if, you, uh, if you're not sure that we have your contact info or you want us to have your contact info, we would love to follow up with you. We try to grab virtual coffee with everyone who connects with our church so we can connect you with a small group or connect you with other people that are in the community. So I would love to do that with you. Follow the link that is in the chat or in the comment section. There are lots of ways to connect right now. And so uh, whether it is through a small group or uh, f following up on old services uh, on our YouTube channel or our podcast, uh, you can, uh, again, get signed up for our email newsletter or uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And also, if you're somebody who is active in our community, we'd love for you to connect via our Discord online community. And so we'll, again, drop a bunch of links in there. If any of those sound interesting to you, that's a great way that connection is happening right now, especially when we're not all passing each other in random moments, grabbing coffee on a Sunday morning when we're all in the same space. We got to do a lot over email and over text messaging and over mm -hmm. phone calls. And so uh, things like uh, following a link might be a lifeline for you to find some connection this week. So we'd love for you to uh, connect any of those ways. Uh, some quick announcements just for what's upcoming. We would love for you to join us this Sunday for a service that's meant to help us experience some release uh, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. It's, uh, it's hard. We hold on to hurts when we've had a, a difficult year like all of us have had in 2020. And so uh, Sunday will be about experiencing some freedom uh, along those lines. Okay. 
Sounds like Ginny's really holding a lot in and really needs to release a lot. So perhaps she'll be super helped by Sunday's service. Uh, I hope you are too. And then we'd love for you to join us Sundays in January as we begin a series of Sundays that are uh, on spiritual practices for winter survival. So join us Sundays in January for that. All right. Kyle is going to lead us in communion and then uh, we will lead us lead everyone in one last carol as a prayer to close. Kyle. Absolutely. Um, every time we gather together, we uh, try to take a moment to do the spiritual practice, the communal practice of communion. It's an opportunity for us just to acknowledge that we have needs in this life that we can't meet ourselves. It's a moment for us to acknowledge that I struggle to find hope, that I need healing, I need grace, I need uh, some company, I need things that I can't just conjure through effort. And we look to Jesus for those things, uh, looking to the bread symbolizing his body broken, the cup symbolizing his bloodshed. In a moment, we'll do this together. You can feel free if you want to go grab something. All throughout history and throughout the world, people have used all sorts of things in this space. I have a little leftover coffee cake and a little water, so that's what I'll be using in this time. Um, we, we do this to be look into this moment of Jesus's life, that his death on the cross as the acknowledgement that we have a God familiar with suffering and the hope of new life that comes on resurrection, that this experience, the promise of Easter morning is something that is not born out of false promises, is not born out of a place of removal from suffering, but a God who has walked through betrayal and still offers new life. And we do so together because we uh, do not just pretend we're in this alone, that we encounter God, experience God, who we believe his image is in all of us. We see a richer and fuller picture of who God is that we would never discover if we were not with other people coming from different places. And also reminding us that God is often with us through those around us. And so if you'd like to partake, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he broke bread, he gave thanks and said, this is my body, which is for you. Whenever you do this, do so in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup and he said, this is my blood shed for you. Whenever you do this, do so in remembrance of me. In Jesus, we do that. We do this on Christmas Eve. We just acknowledge that there is so much in this world and so much in this life that is beyond us. But you don't ask us to just come up with it, Lord. We ask that you would come to us, meet us, that you would help us see each other and help us as a community surround each other through your love as well. Amen. Uh, well, we'd like to sing uh, one more song with you guys if, um, if Ginny allows us. She's really in charge here, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, the other week, um, right before church, we just had um, background music playing and it was just a Christmas playlist and um, James Taylor's arrangement of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas came on. And I was talking with uh, our guest speaker for that day, Erica, uh, about just like how beautiful this song is this year. Uh, that's like, in a year, we all will be together. Um, and it's, in particular, the last verse just feels like such a prayer right now. Um, so we're going to make this a prayer. Uh, I find this song really beautiful, especially this year. So.
yourself a merry little Christmas. May your heart be In a year our troubles will be out of sight Have yourself a merry little Christmas Make the Yuletide Troubles will be miles away. Here we are, as in olden days, happy olden days of yours. Precious friends who are dear to us, gather near to us once more. In a year we all will be together. If the fates Until then we'll just have to muddle through somehow and have ourselves a merry Amen. So good to be with you all, and we will hope to see you on Sunday. Bye-bye. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Bye. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.